0: Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about the fab and not so fab four of 2022. Looking at some beetles in our spotlight. We'll talk about Trimble and Kloss partnering for some new precision egg systems. Egg history minute. We're going to talk about the history of the Japanese beetle. Cool beans, and that's corny. We'll be our current events we'll wrap it up with a new segment this week for field good friday with me today are bill Schombert. hey guys max garvey what's up everybody todd Hey to all the tilties out there and i'm matt bruger all with tilth agronomy news out of our little island across the pond that we used to be a part of the queen has died at 96 so now they have their first king in 70 some years so big deal for them not really going to affect us much but still big news of the day I guess as far as world events
1: the monarchy is just wild to me that it's even still a thing. So right. you wonder with, I, and what she saw in her lifetime, like how it changed yeah. from, I mean, she was queen with Winston Churchill. Like, right, yeah. That is just wild. Yep. And what it was like now. So you wonder if with her, part of the monarchy will be way different than well, even, what it was. and
0: Even not as queen, like in her lifetime was a lot of real major events, not only Affecting all people in the globe, World War II and all conflicts and stuff, but um, even just the British Empire and how it broke up over time, and you know, India gained its independence after World War II. That was kind of the the end of the the British Empire's major holdings around the world. And still got the the Commonwealth with Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, which I guess they'll all be getting some new money now since the. Lizzie 2's been on all the coins for... Is
1: it really? That's all it... Yeah, yeah, Canadian...
0: Well, Canadian coins, yeah, were all... Had Queen Elizabeth and stuff on them, so... Now I'll have to print some with King Charles.
2: And he's not a young duck either,
0: is he? No, he, he'll have a relatively short reign, I would think, because he's got to be in his 70s, I think. 70, yeah. Yeah. So. One of
1: the best Twitter... 73. Twitter memes I saw was like... Compared the monarchy secession plan to most farming secession plans of <laughs> <laughs> like old farmer dies at 96, son takes over at
0: 70. 70. Yeah, and that, that like, is pretty oh, true. That yeah. was like, yeah. yeah. Was like, okay. was, yep. That was a good one. Yep. So that every three generations, I guess, a farmer gets a break. Like some so, young guy will be like, all right, yeah. Get to jump because in. Because she started at like 26. She was yeah, very young. Because so like, her father died of cancer, so and her uncle abdicated, or,
1: yeah. So she so. wasn't even really supposed to be yep. queen in a way, and
0: yeah. So, so yeah. Summer not quite over, I guess. Because dang, it was hot these last few days. I and mean, today
2: is supposed to be yeah. We're up there, toasty,
0: mid eighties again.
1: I always judge it by like if at heat at night you're like gosh should i turn the ac on or it's kind of hot in the house and you gotta mm-hmm. sleep and yeah was mine like, did you you always flip yours on super early max my, you know?
3: mine has been the uh we got the the new puppy taking her outside at night yeah. and i can hear every neighbor on the block i can hear everybody's ac running mm-hmm. at, at 11 o'clock i'm <laughs> yeah. like yeah it's pretty warm out it's pretty toasty yet yeah, it was 66 this morning when i got in the truck and it's so. humid yet yeah. you know it's, just yeah. staying
1: it's some heavy it's duty. Really i'm gonna humid.
3: say it it ain't so much the heat; it's the <laughs> it's gosh darn humidity, and it really like yesterday. It actually wasn't terrible with the wind blowing and some of that stuff. Yeah, and so at least sticky. there was a breeze
0: picked up, and actually got a little out of control in the afternoon.
3: Yeah,
0: but uh, when we're trying to take down a tent at a field day,
1: oh, <laughs> didn't get it away <laughs> on you? <the laughs> no, 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 no. Those are like big sails. It,
0: it didn't, but yeah, it was just kind of funny. we were trying to like get stuff folded like the, up and yeah. without breaking it. Yeah, or parachuting something
3: off into the distance. A little Mary Poppins action,
0: Mary Poppins, y'all.
1: It does st- like it is going to be a wild switch of how warm it is, and then get some rain here and cool down. And it's going to just go right into feeling like corn silage season, and it looks like the corn silage season be should close. be go- yeah, it's like right there. So yeah. it's super frustrating though when you when I look back at like silking dates and when I thought corn silage was going to be ready, and it was always kind of like that twelfth of September. It seemed to line up for like most everybody and then to look at the rain forecast and like the 12th of September we're gonna get you know potential some, for some yes, big rain some rains right around it. it's just like oh man it's just how it goes sometimes and I, I don't think the average like person that goes to their day job white-collar job in town realizes like how much the weather affects us the right? only
2: thing that they complain
1: about is when like, the farm the mud on the road, mud
2: on the road yeah right? <laughs>
1: Like, no, but they but don't realize. realize they I, realize, yeah, of like is the issue.
2: We don't
3: trust me. We don't want to put them on. We don't want to be putting mud on the road. No. if we could avoid that, it would be, yeah, yes, much appreciated. NFL big start last night. Wah, Bills wah, wah. over the Rams.
2: Matthew Stafford looked bad.
3: He looked like Detroit Matthew. He did. <laughs> Apparently,
0: maybe he had one good season left in him, and it was last season. So who knows?
1: It was great, too, because he was kind of, like, yelling at his... I don't know if it was the old line or who it was exactly, but it was definitely... He was another, pulling like, the Tom Brady. Kind of. Like like, screaming at he, everybody else. He was not happy.
3: and They definitely miss Andrew Whitworth on that front five. Ooh, that was pretty rough last night.
1: I would say about the Packers, that's a cool meme going around, too, of how bad some of the old lines are and we got, like... Two all they pros said, coming back. They said to our um, line and the Rams
2: have drafted one offensive lineman in the last three years. Wow! And the Packers have drafted three offensive linemen every year for the past three years. So we drafted nine in the same side. They drafted one.
1: You wonder if like all like the sports radio talk. It's fun to talk about wide receiver cores and how bad right. they are and all that fun stuff. But, man, Rodgers deep down has just got to love being behind that old line. Right. You, you, you don't, know, he has nobody to you, throw to. He's got time. You to know,
3: throw. dang well, it doesn't matter how bad a receiver they have or how good a receiver they have. They're all open after four seconds. Yep. They're all open after four seconds. So, if we can give Rodgers four seconds, he is just going to dice people up. Slice and dice. You know who else it was really nice to see have a terrible night last night? Jalen Ramsey. Oh, he had he allowed he a perfect had. a perfect passer rating against. They targeted him seven times, six. completed six, two touchdowns, and like two hundred yards. Yeah, he got smoked last night. He's... Just a continuation. He wasn't that good last year. No. Nope. The the Sherman effect. Once people start talking about how good you are, you just kind of start. Mm, yep. Yeah. It's all right. We got two, three. We'll be good. 2-3 and 2-1, right? Yeah, 2-1. I don't know what their numbers are. Eric Stokes and yep. Jair. Jair. Oh, yeah, Jair. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We're good. What do you think for Sunday? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going big W as in like 24-7, to 24-10. Did you catch Rogers trash talk that
0: he had? They asked no. him about their chances in the... The division said well you know good teams whatever but in my tenure it's just not been the case that we don't win the nfc north so which for the most part true true. yeah Yeah.
3: i mean more often than not i what's blowing my mind lately is sports center and sports talk radio they're talking about Kirk cousins like he's all of a sudden a hall of fame quarterback because he's got a new coach He's still Kirk Cousins, man. Right. Like he'll, he'll have three, four good games, and that'll be it. And they they said you know there was a lot of dysfunction in the locker room between him and Zimmer, but he had more than just Zimmer for a coach too, and he wasn't. Well, anything and they're
2: still talking their offensive line. I We mean, just talking offensive line that their offensive line still has issues. So he can't throw when he's on his back,
3: and I, their defense I think is going to be, you know hole with his walker, and <laughs> well, come on, they get Zedarius Smith. Now. Yeah, his, his trash talk. I was like, what "Whatever." Is it, what is it with these guys that go to Minnesota and then like Greg Jennings, Zadarius? I like, hope AJ Dillon cracks him in the mouth so hard.
2: I hope they run right at him. Like, just you saw, you know, his back can't hold up. Bad he was when we they <laughs> ran at us.
3: Yeah.
0: Is it bad that I wanted to like tweet at? Greg Jennings, you're like, oh, yeah, just some cocky thing about the fact that he came back for the Packers Hall of Fame now. Uh, yeah. the, well, of
1: he's, he's doing TV spots, and yep, he kind yep. walked back a lot of what he said. And, yep. yeah,
3: it's like, oh, yeah, does it sound familiar, Greg? Like I said, I hope A.J. Dillon cracks him in the mouth like right away. I just I don't, yeah, whatever. Here's the best Kirk Cousins, though, still is. You like that? Like that? I love watching you guys come in second place. I do like that. <laughs> I do like it very much. I do like it when you guys don't make the playoffs. I do like it. Playoffs. Yeah, but I bought my first my first tickets for this year. Well, that's not true. I went to preseason game. I bought I got my first regular season tickets that I decided I'm going to, so Which one? We'll see. Uh Dallas. Ooh. Oh, Dallas. Big D. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Going to the big D. Well, the big D's coming. Here, but yeah,
1: Dallas always shocks me of how many. Like, when I've gone to Dallas games, there's been a Dallas fan sitting near. Well, you're like, Oh, you know, how was the trip up? And they're like, I live in
3: Green Bay, and you're like, Yeah, well, there's that's happened multiple times. They were so good in the 90s. It's sort of
1: wild how that's got to be how Green Bay is other places, obviously. Like, there's a lot of fans, but Dallas
2: is Dallas is America's team, Todd. What uh, are you talking about? Come on, Todd.
3: Anybody who's had a dynasty. Yeah, like they're gonna the have the You gonna remember yeah. any kid who grew up in the mid '90s? Like, if they were yeah. eight to fifteen, yeah, from '91 to '99, they think Dallas is like the greatest thing that ever happened to football. We had and, a sixth grade teacher who was a big Dallas fan. You remember that? I don't, Mr. Vine.
1: Oh, like shout out to Mr. Vine. He still teaches sixth
0: grade. He's, he Kids, this is. Kids is going to be his last year. Kids, so. oh, yep. yeah. Congratulations, so,
3: yeah. Kids, a couple years younger than me. Seahawks, Fair. dude. I, there's so many Seahawks fans. I don't. Well, I know why. Because they wear lime green and they had the Legion of boom. But are they Bronco <laughs> fans now? Um, there's a couple Bronco fans. The new one is. Uh, yeah. What do the kids like these days, Max? Uh, the kids. It's, I don't see a ton of kids switching teams right now. It's Mahomes. Sure. Yeah, they like Mahomes. The K- Kansas City's,
0: pro- yeah. There were some sense. Panthers fans for a while. I know my son had a few in his class. Yep. Weird. That what, grew up in the Cam, Cam, of Newton. Well, uh, new Cam Newton. Cam right.
3: Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton. Yep he was big. In,
1: in middle school what you pick is always funny cuz it's ba- mostly based on the mascot if you right. like yeah. and like Look, how cool the gear
3: is <laughs> think about how many cub fans you know like in the area because when you, around here if you grew up you didn't the brewers weren't on TV it was no, the cubs yeah. Yeah. so you kind of created cubs fans like my dad he hates the Cubs, but he's like in the back of his mind, the Cubs are the only team he watched when he was a kid because right. that's what was on TV. Because well, the Brewers yeah.
1: left him, too. Like, yeah. yeah, he, he hates or the Cubs. do the Braves Cubs. left. I, don't, wanna, so I yeah. don't want
3: this to come across yeah. my dad's a Cub fan. He, <laughs> yeah. he hates the Cubs. But there's a lot, of, like, a lot of people my dad's age that are Cub fans yeah. because that's what they had. So I think it's kind of the same deal. If a team that plays a lot on national TV when you're young, they kind of... But yeah, I'll... Uh,
1: are you guys pumped about the Prime I'll, Thursdays? So from now on, sure. all the Thursday night games are Prime only. Like on Amazon Prime is the only way you. Can oh, watch it is it. only on yep. Prime now. From yep. last night was different, but after that it is because weren't they splitting with Prime Fox Thursday. the last two years? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but that yeah now,
3: like Amazon but you had the Apple option for both, for right? You could years. watch both. I
1: yeah. think it'd be wild, like at a bar or something like that. Or are they gonna like put every? Prime? You know, I'm sure there's mean? a bartender yeah. with a Prime account. Uh, yeah, but even that though the the league at, well. I just know their, like, direct TV account is different than what Correct. a homeowner, sure. you know, there's a commercial license and a, like, but whatever, well, most, like, you're most, still bars are,
3: most bars are hooked up for streaming now yeah, because so right. much stuff the last couple of years that it shouldn't be a huge deal, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I have an Amazon Prime account, so works for me.
1: That extra step of, like, lo- like, I mean, it's all smart TVs, you know, all like, it is or, yeah. easy, but I just want, yeah, it'll just be different. I don't know. Be used to
0: it. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to get into our topic for today? Yep. All right. Let's do it. So today we're going to talk about the Fab and Not-So-Fab 4 for 2022. It's kind of stemmed from a conversation Bill and I had on the phone the other day about, uh, in particular, our our number one Not-So-Fab beetle here, Japanese beetles. Uh, seem to be a lot of them this year. And... I mean, I don't, any of you guys spray for them? I did not. No, no. But, do you know how you
1: always get like homeowners asking you stuff? Like, you, yep. Like they think you know about every garden and tree and whatever. But yeah, it was, you don't? what are, Like, all kinds of pictures of like, what is this bug that's, you know, affecting this plant? And it was, it was just, I didn't even have to look at the picture. Right. It's Japanese. I just, right, just replied yeah. back to <laughs> Japanese. And then the amount of those like Japanese beetle traps that you see out now, it's like a bag that you hang. Yep, They're, I mean, well, those are they, everything yeah, traps. Oh, they are right, but they're full with thousands of Japanese beetles all the time now. And yeah, I know so it's it's a it's a problem that this is an interesting one because some of the beetles we we'll talk about are very specific to a certain crop or to egg in general, and this one they,
0: they move, this they one move around. Yeah. yeah, well, this in general, honey badger don't care. Yeah, Japanese beetle don't care.
2: In general, for us though, we would only see them near an orchard or maybe a nursery or something like that, right? right. Like the hot spots.
1: I would agree. these are primarily not in a pro- I mean, right. you're right, Bill, yes. They seem to really like some ornamental things and not our crop. Right. But they don't yeah, they will still affect our crop.
0: Seem like bigger leaves too, like a green bean plants, I've seen them really hammer um, they'll hammer trees. Like yeah. a lot of times they'll I'll see a leaf on the ground that's all skeletalized, and like, oh yeah, I bet you there's some Japanese beetle up there, and so yeah, they were lots in soybeans this year. Like walking, like I was, I didn't recommend spraying, but I mean, I was watching them. Yep, it was enough to catch my attention of like I can't just not. They
1: they were frustrating in the soybeans because they weren't ever where I think they even affected yield or affected right. any. It just. We're always kind of there, and you're like, ah, is this going to blow up, or which
3: way is it I really don't feel like they were ever that close to threshold. No. But they're big enough, and the damage they do is uh, scary looking. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is see that one leaf with
0: three of them on it, and it's all skeletalized, and it freaks people out. Yeah. It's like, oh, this thing's killing my plants. It's like, well, no, it's one leaf. One leaf. And, yeah. We need 50% of the whole plant, not... 50% defoliation of the
2: whole field, correct? right. And we want not, and you're on one leaf. Yeah, there's three of them there, but they're not doing anything more than that leaf.
0: Um, corn limited from what I saw. I don't know if you guys saw them more. I saw it more in soybeans than corn, but um, they can be a problem in corn if they come on early because they do like to clip silks.
1: These are crazy because I, I feel like they're silk clipping is bad like in sweet corn it really screwed up some sweet corn sure. like later sweet corn sure. or anything late so yeah they they're scary there because like it's one thing you need a little bit of a leaf the plant can compensate but it can't compensate for silk clipping so yeah they're frustratingly i wonder they're like i didn't have any problems with it but i feel like if they would have came 10 days earlier it could have been really bad i yeah.
3: wonder if that's what there's been an airplane going around in one of my neighborhoods like spraying a lot of stuff lately nothing that I'm working with, but I know there is a ton of uh, sweet corn in that area. I wonder if that's that's, that's sure, got to be what they're after, you know? Because I could not figure out what everybody's kind of working with.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. Like Todd said, we we get the questions all the time, and all summer it's been a common one. And I, I mean, even this week, I got a text from a farm like, "Hey, what is this thing?" And it's like, yeah, no, it's that's what it is. Um, what's interesting about them is. They're like a dual threat pest, as their larvae are the white grubs and can cause problems in the ground. So, with the number high numbers we're seeing, you know, do you guys think that'll we'll see more white grubs then in the spring? With all well, things are progressing, or do you think it's going to be? I mean, bugs are cyclical in general, so usually you see you know a couple years where it might be high and then things trail off, but.
2: Most of what I was seeing was in bean fields, so we're going to go to corn most likely, right? Yep. Which they're going to feed on roots and things like that. Um, but most of the corn seed is treated, so that should should mitigate any issues. But I I do think, Matt, that it possibly, I mean, it depends what the
0: winter does, but I think it should be on our radar for next year. Yeah, it's one of those things that we we kind of want to keep our eye on and see what happens what, white grubs are always
1: weird to me because it's a very broad you know like japanese beetles and june bugs yep. are all yep. there's like four different I, yeah that are sort of white grubs and so that class is a hard one because i did i saw some june beetles but it wasn't crazy yeah i wouldn't
3: say I saw a high population with june, june beetles yeah. so it's like is i feel like yeah. june bugs and japanese beetles have like an inverse relationship <laughs> if you have a lot of one you get less yeah. of the other they're kind of like they can't share the same sort of like white grub fight club under the yes. soil like yes <laughs>
0: Japanese beetles won this year but maybe next year it'll be the They have, have a Bucks. civil war of white grubs every year
2: <laughs> They eat each other so the one that takes it on. Do they talk about white club? White. don't
0: <laughs> don't talk about white grub fight club. White grub fight club. That's first rule. Second rule is don't talk about <laughs> white grub fight club. All right, and moving into another beetle pest that um, can be perennial, and especially in corn and corn fields, and that's the corn rootworm beetle. I didn't have any, but I know uh, one of our other agronomists had a f- couple of fields where really got hammered this year with the the rootworm beetles. And it's something we can scout for again, like this year. If we're seeing high populations, we're going to watch for next year because have those larvae in the ground and um this one's wild to
1: me because it is somewhat cyclical where you see high populations and low and then obviously multiple year corn is always worse when you get third to fifth year corn but there was a lot of you're just seeing them everywhere now you know they're i think i just when we used to do counts in these 20 years ago you'd have fields like oh yeah i didn't really see any we could do you know at that time it it was more do we need insecticide or is conventional corn okay again this year it seems like they're just you see them all over that our counts are high and the one thing I would say too is that when some of the high winds we got earlier this year you can now tell some of the worst damage fields were was where there was a higher percentage of rootworm in that field cuz the beetles are higher now so like yep. you knew that the rootworm maybe kind of weakened that root system and then that wind was the knockdown punch Some of that's varietal, too. We saw that. Like, certain varieties stood better than others. But there is definitely also a relationship to how much rootworm damage that you you maybe didn't see any rootworm damage, so you didn't know it was there. But there is some down there that they were
3: feeding. I had a field that was seven-year corn. Yeah. And the, we didn't really feel like there was a lot of rootworm damage. And then we had a windstorm come through, and I was like, holy buckets, a lot of corn went down. But, you know, we had a windstorm, and now you're looking at, like you say, you look at those beetle counts now, and you're like, all right, well, let 2 plus 2 plus two does equal 4. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we put out protections, but
0: efficacy of those below-ground protections can be limited when you have that great of pressure. Well, and,
1: and these to ingest the poison and they, they need still have to eat, eat some, some of the roots so root, yeah. that's a frustrating part with that high of a problem so some of those too i mean some people next year and already are, have done where you do the double up where you do you know some insecticide in for all, you know with the traits or you kind of watch that population but i've seen this one be cyclical where You know, we hit a peak now. Hopefully, this is the peak and it's not just kind of still in the upswing.
3: Right. You feel like like we're going a little light on traits in general right now? Because of price, maybe
1: slightly. What I actually think part of our problem is is we've got so much alfalfa that nobody's seeding anything down these last two years, so we're getting these real long days. Corn right, burn, more and corn on corn fields. More fifth-year corn than we've ever had, because usually you'd be like, oh, fifth-year corn, we're going to seed that down to alfalfa. And, and our alfalfa's been like doing that. well through the yep. winter,
3: so yeah. we've been... Yeah, two mild winters in a row, right. where we haven't had a lot of kill. And which is damn. insane, like, to think about not having winter kill two years in a row. Like, right,
0: after having five to ten years, depending on where you are, of every consistent yeah, winter kill. So.
1: And then for your because you can see it in your corn bean guys and your more guys that are cash crop. It it hasn't been, you know, obviously it's not a problem there, so.
0: All right, so those are our two not-so-fabs and our fab beetles. First off is lady beetles. Um, came on pretty early this year. I, th- I feel super
1: early. I see yeah, lady yeah. beetles, like way before I ever... They get out alfalfa fields. I was getting them in sweeps and first before we cut first crop. It was just wild. Like they were, they were here early and often. And
0: and yeah, even, even now walking in late cornfields, yeah. I've still got larvae crawling on. Like yeah. beetles are there too, but lots of larvae out there. So just big population, which is a good thing because they like to eat be- aphids. And I have not seen a lot of soybean aphids out there, or even aphids. One, one
1: thing's wild is first crop alfalfa we had a ton of pea aphids and you know they were there and they were high and I I think that's what almost brought in that sort of lady beetle flush and it almost was a good thing it was just weird to say like I'm glad that pest came that early and then you brought the good guys in but it was like yeah we had the yeah, second, third, fourth came. weren't
3: seeing no. in near as many. And so. I, I kind of had an uptick for me on second crop yep. with pea aphids. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, getting close. Let's talk about this again next week and sleeping again the next week. The, all of a sudden, there was ladybugs in my net, and I'm like, hey, the good nice. guys. Yes,
1: no, I, I didn't Pretty have to sweet. spray for any pea aphids because, like you say, by the second week, where you're like, okay, we probably have to spray this week. Yeah, all the good guys did their job, so I'm yeah.
3: sweet. I don't know if I sprayed a hayfield this year.
1: We had a couple that were like little leafhopper, but not nothing I bad. Had one new seeding, yeah. New that
0: seedings. The, um, they chose to cut instead of spray, and then we were, we followed up to see if we needed to spray, and it was managed to reduce the population enough that we didn't have to spray. But you're but right, we Max. Close, this yeah.
1: was not a year. Well, here's the other part. We just said so many guys had so much hay, so like
2: they didn't. The comment was it. like.
1: Do you need the hay? No. no. Well, they're not the bugs aren't at threshold anyway, so you're fine. Right. Like you didn't have to worry about it. Like so I was we great. were sure to
2: hay would be It might have, yeah, and guys have been, been more to. The... That's a the little thing. Bit tighter the
3: threshold there. does adjust according <laughs> to hay price. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that that is part of the part of the deal. Right? Right now hay price is junk. I mean, it's not worth anything, so Yeah. So thank you, Lady Beatles
0: for doing your thing. Thank you for your service, Lady Beetles. Eating up the aphids.
2: Now as fall comes and all the homeowners <laughs> <about> <laughs> this, they attach to the
0: south sides of houses and yep. make sure your vacuum cleaner is in good working order so you can
1: That was my favorite one. One. It was the winter time but the farmer's like, yeah, you know, my printer ain't working and it's got bugs in it. Well, you know, you, when <laughs> technology doesn't work, right. you usually Just think call of, it a like, bug. It, yeah. yeah, it's a bug. And no, like Literally, we got in there, and he was like, yeah, vacuuming out just wads of lady beetles well, that, that were all in this <laughs> printer. When yeah. I, when I got, was a kid,
3: we got a day off school because the lady beetles were so bad that in the was basement a, of the school that they're like, nah, everybody just stay home today. We're cleaning the school. Day. That's It great. was so, like, they, they had the window. Every window was full. The, the, all the rooms in the basement of the Would that have been around
1: 2005 or 2006? Yes. Because yeah. we were in college that time, yep. Matt, and it was like, like people, yep. like, I remember like girls with their hair up. Kind of things, and they'd have like, there's full of lady beetles, and they're just screaming down Bascom Hill. Like, <laughs> yeah, ah,
2: the beetles.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. But they if you can imagine closing a. That's going to be like this. That's it it was a different this kind this of beetle mania.
3: Yes. <laughs> but like, not. you couldn't walk in the basement of the school. Without like crunching, crunching like it was like a sea, and they're like, we Um, need to just kind of—that's
0: a smell no one wants to smell. Correct, crunching all the... Correct. So I
3: think they just came in with shop vacs and just shop vaced beetles all day. I
0: I almost want to smell velvet leaf more. Almost. I don't. (laughs) You don't mean that. I don't.
3: You don't mean that. that.
0: I I got a face full of velvet leaf the other day, and I was like, oh. It was the wind was apparently out of the wrong direction because usually I can smell it before I see it, and this one. It was, like, right in cut my face before you. I got it. Like, oh, no.
3: See, I, I cut one down the other day when I was grabbing a corn sample. Cut it down with the machete. My machete smelled all day. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. My truck, I was like, oh. Man, I used I to pick
1: done. a lot, and then you'd grab in your sandwich to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd like, ah, smell it. They win. All right. Enough
0: of that. Number four for on the fab sides were... Finishing up our fab and not so fab four of twenty twenty two is the bean leaf beetle. I'm gonna call it the ghost here because yeah, the reason it's really not a find. good beetle, yeah. right? It's not a fab. good beetle.
1: The reason it's fab is it it just never shows I, up. There was some parts in the Midwest I know had a bean leaf beetle problem, but in general, it was not a not a bad pest this year. So, yep. like you say, it was just
0: hard to spot, and that's okay. I haven't seen them. What always
1: gets me with bean leaf beetle is, like, people always say it's this, but it rarely it, Like right, I rarely feel like this thing is yeah. blamed for a lot that yep. it didn't do, because it's usually Japanese beetle or just something else. Like, I just, I've never, ever had to spray for bean leaf beetle, no. ever. It's,
0: it's bean leaf beetle. Well, how do you know? Did you see one? Well, no. No, but it, the but feeding is, like... The it, feeding, um, and the beans are small, so
2: yeah, it's got to be that. Yeah.
0: Bean leaf
3: beetle is a ninja. Well, yeah. the bean leaves are damaged, so it's got to be the bean leaf. Right. It's some sort of bean leaf beetle. Right? Just not the you're bean leaf. You're right. It must beetle. be just
1: the name is that generic. That, that is part of the.
3: It. Yeah. It's so the beetle. Kleenex of the beetle world. The Q-tip. The Q-tip. Kleenex. Yep. You know? The Coke, if you're in the South. Yep. Everything's Coke. Coke.
0: White Coke. Brown yep. Coke. Yep. So there you go. That is our fab and not so fab four beetles of 2022. You've got. Japanese and corn root beetle that are pests that were definitely in high numbers this year but luckily uh, hopefully we're able to manage our fab beetles with the lady beetles treating up all the aphids and bean leaf beetle for staying away so thank you bean leaf beetle for finding somewhere else to be this year now we'll move into our spotlight So, today we're looking at Trimble and Kloss partnering to develop next gen precision systems for Kloss equipment. So, they have developed a strategic alliance that will enable them to create the next generation of precision farming systems for Kloss tractors, excuse me, combines, and forage harvesters. So, being a European company, that's kind of where they're targeting first, but as we do have a lot of Kloss equipment in this neck of the woods, we could see it moving into our our neck of the woods, hopefully soon after. So they're looking at improving their smart display, GPS pilot steering system, and their receiver for GPS as well. What they're hoping to do is add ease of use to the systems, make sh- making them uh, more easy to use from tractor to tractor rather than having to figure out a new display every time you move into a new piece of equipment. So... Should be good for those of you who like to run the Kloss equipment, the Jaguar choppers that are out there.
1: Is Case IH still like partnered with Trimble? Like I honestly always thought Case owned Trimble, but I know they don't, but they were always pretty tight. Yeah,
0: Case, the egg leader monitors are are Trimble monitors, essentially.
1: Kind of. I don't know. They they use the same software and stuff. This world always blows me away how tied up they are, but yet... I mean, something like this is kind of good, actually. When they're well, and Trimble doesn't with other, right?
0: Trimble's not a no.
1: Trimble is really more of a surveying company. Yeah. You know, by like if you talk to any surveyor, like that's all they really use is Trimble. Mm-hmm. It's not other stuff, and so they they're just very good at the GPS precision. Well, the GPS part, and they kind of go into the Trimble part. So
3: they la- they make lasers. I know that. <laughs> a trimble laser? You never use a trimble laser? Oh, like a, la- yeah. like a like Yeah. Put a, them on sharks. Yeah, <laughs> they put them on sharks. Laser
0: sharks. Mini-me, stop pumping the laser. <laughs> no, like the... All I want is freaking sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. Even a shark deserves a warm meal.
3: Uh, now I'm gonna, when it rains this weekend and I got nothing going on, I'm going <laughs> to watch Austin watch, Powers. Watch Austin now. Powers,
2: sorry. No, you're going to watch college football. They're right. The queen was in Austin
1: Powers. It's true. The queen was in Austin Powers, so you could
0: wait wait to bring us back back to the opening time.
3: Great callback. Good segue. Good
0: one. Yeah. All right. Now we'll move into our egg history minute. One of our not-so-fab beetles from our main topic today, the Japanese beetle, was accidentally introduced to the United States on the roots of nursery stock from Japan brought in for the World's Fair in 1916. Lacking any natural enemies, which kept it in check in Japan, it quickly spread across eastern and midwest states, becoming a serious plant and agricultural pest. Adult Japanese beetles can feed on over 300 species of plants, chewing out the tissue between the veins, effectively skeletonizing the leaves. They are gregarious and in high numbers can rapidly defoliate a plant. They feed during the day and are very active in hot, sunny weather. Favorite foods are roses, fruit trees, beans, corn, tomatoes, and numerous ornamental shrubs and plants. The larvae feed on the roots of turf grasses, woody and herbaceous plants, and organic matter in the soil. Japanese beetle has a one-year life cycle, ten months as a white grub, two months as an adult. It emerges from the soil as an adult in late June and is active through July and August, with the peak being in July. So there you go. Darn World's Fair back in 1916 brought them over, and they've been here ever since.
1: It always blows me how all of our pests seem to be that way. You know, like, each area maybe had one or two natural ones, and the rest are just... Yeah, given to you by. So what?
3: Helped. What have we given to somebody else? Turkeys?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: got to be something. I'm
0: sure there's something. Yeah, Kanye West music. You, we just don't hear about. Yeah, our bluegills poisoning some river in Asia somewhere because you know we have Asian carp and yeah. Do you give them zebra mussels? No, we got those from somewhere else right. too. Hard, hard to control those things that attach themselves to ships or find
3: themselves in the ballast tanks. So maybe we're just perfect. It's possible. Yep, not likely, but possible. We just share with the,
0: the these invasive species with each other. It's like, oh, Correct. I've got to deal with it. Now I'm going to ship it to you, so you have to deal with it too.
1: Well, here's I ah, didn't think of this one. This one should have been like. So, uh, yeah. So, G- Google machine could tell you right away. First number one species that we gave to pl- other places, raccoons. <laughs> ah, trash pandas. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're running rampant in Europe and Japan. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like a thief in the night.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, Japan's sweet corn has no <laughs> prayer. They have no like, defense.
3: <laughs> hey. I didn't lose a single cob, as far as I could tell, this year to the breakins. What'd, what'd you do? Nothing. Yeah. What? Nothing. I sang him songs every night. I know what it is. No, you don't, Grandpa. No, you yep. <laughs> know, Grandpa's, Grandpa's watching. <laughs> yes. Grandpa was he's Grandpa like, was protecting a... the sweet corn from above this year. Yeah, you it's trash a... pandas, get out of here! All those years on Earth, he couldn't couldn't keep nope. them all, but now nightfall
2: comes and Grandpa just.
3: <laughs> we really it was a pretty phenomenal year for us for sweet corn not having any raccoons in it, but. Yeah, raccoons. That's perfect. I'm so glad we gave that to somebody else. <laughs> Dude.
0: Everyone should share in our pain.
3: Raccoons.
0: What's well, another one, Todd? Yeah, what else you got, Todd?
1: Largemouth bass. <clears throat> I, I
0: figured had there had to be a fish somewhere, yeah.
1: Red-eared sliders. It's like a turtle-looking thing.
0: Okay. Mm. Mink. Yeah. mink. Mink? Mink.
1: Mink. Which, uh, I want mink. American bullfrog. That so was that an episode was of The Simpsons. Bullfrog. Oh, yeah.
0: You remember that one? Ooh, Where ooh. they go to Australia, yeah. and he brings, he brings the, frog, the frog, and then the frog just like yeah. takes over.
1: Squirrels. Squirrels. you wouldn't think would be, but they would be kind of annoying. I feel like raccoons would be worse. but. And then some sort of snail.
2: Nothing in the uh,
1: crop so, damaging. No, I, no, I, no, I, no I insects. Well, them.
2: raccoons. Yeah. yeah. Fair. <laughs> fair. Blackbirds? Did we give anybody
3: blackbirds? No, those definitely came from somebody else. <sighs> Flying over the
0: ocean, probably. Bit of, bit of a hike for them. Getting yeah. so
3: angry. The blackbirds have been unreal the last like two weeks. Oh, they're getting to me. They just love you so much. They're really, yeah. All right, moving on. Here All it right.
1: says the raccoons were not native, but there was a lot... Of ger- in Germany they had rac- must have been like fur farms. Okay. So it says an airstrike hit some fur farms, and a bunch <laughs> of raccoons got out, and that's how they like first started invading. So <laughs> raccoons know?
3: were native to the U.S. Suppose they came it. and got them, took yep. them to Germany to have to, a fur, to fur farm terms. to make it into pelts. Okay. And then we so bombed the them. Them. Then we g- bombed Germany during World War II
0: and released them. I blame Davy Crockett, and the coonskin cap. That must be what drove and, Germans to want those. And.
1: and in Japan, there was a popular 1970s cartoon called Rascal the Raccoon. Re- resulted in them bringing 1, raccoons over raccoons for like a being as pets. Oh, yes. So I had an uncle with were... a pet raccoon
3: named Rascal. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that doesn't surprise anyone on this podcast that I had an uncle with a pet <laughs> raccoon named Rascal.
0: Not so much. Pretty sure my grandpa had a raccoon at one time too, as a pet. And it, it does say
1: in Japan, scientists estimate the raccoons cause an estimated of three hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to agricultural crotch crops every year. That's mm. it.
0: That seems light.
1: Three hundred thousand. That's s- it. Still, some. I mean, I, don't.
0: I think we need to send more raccoons. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are rookie. Get those numbers. numbers up.
3: Considering they can wipe an entire field of commercial sweet corn in two days, those are rookie numbers. Must be the altitude. I don't know.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening. All we ask is you tell a farmer friend about our podcast. All your farmer friend needs to do is search Tilt Talk Radio on Apple Podcasts or on Android. He needs an app like Podcast Addict, Podbean, and Player FM. There, too, you search Tilt Talk Radio, and you'll find us right away. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser. Go to tiltheg.com slash podcast. We're now available on Amazon Music, which means your Alexa can play Tilt Talk Radio. And please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilt Talk Radio.
0: Thanks, Todd. All right, now we'll do some cool beans that's corny and some current events. So, cool beans. cool beans.
3: Cool beans. Cool beans.
0: Cool beans. Cool beans. All right, our cool beans this week is research shows cover crop biomass helps control tough weeds. So, research from UW is showing how well cover crops can control problem weeds including water hemp. Jose Nuñez is a undergraduate student researcher with University of Wisconsin Weed Science Program. He said, we're learning that cereal rye can suppress water hemp quite well if you produce enough biomass in the spring before terminating that cover crop. He said, most of the time they're planting green into cereal and coming back later to terminate the rye. It's a good amount of biomass for the rye that helps control the weed growth, but you can't have too much, so you must make sure that you let the
3: rye grow the right
0: amount and not too much. Uh, If you have too much biomass and residue, then it's harder to plant into and can cause issues, so... I think we've talked about this before, but it's good to see that research is kind of backing up some of these practices
3: that we we've seen can have a positive effect. So I got a couple of years in on this research too, right? I mean, is what I remember they've been t- doing this for a little while, trying to f- get to the bottom of this. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They've been doing some some biomass research
0: for at least yet yeah, might even be pre-COVID that they started. So I
3: think it was because I think they when I the last time I went to North Central, I'm pretty sure they presented a little bit on this. So
1: I feel so. I feel like in the fight against Water Hemp, these are all just that little tools that were you know, in yep. a, in a large program that you could really set up to do well. Right. Like
3: now we got a good punter. Right, rye down,
1: <laughs> go into that, and then you spray You better
3: him. have somebody to block for him, though. Yeah, that's yeah. Be, okay.
2: it's
0: going to be a whole special Yeah, team
1: the rye is more of your block, I feel like. Well, like, you know what I mean, though? No, like like you your, your rye is more like... We're not well, or it's, be, your or it's your old line. Or it's your
0: corners. It's your coverage. Yeah. Your, your, yep, I like that. Blanket. You're, you're reducing their effective areas. It's your, it's your safety. Yeah, it's there safety.
3: you go, your safety. Just roaming in the back, ready
2: to smash it.
3: Kind of like Minnesota, your safety school? University of Wisconsin, Twin Cities,
2: what? Yeah, UW.
3: UWM? Yep. All right,
0: that's Corny this week. It's the threat of another avian influenza outbreak looms as fall approaches. So, risk is on the rise again for bird flu. I know I saw an article just the other day about some chickens being killed off as a precaution due to infection of bird flu, so... fall wild migratory bird season starts. The disease is rearing its ugly head. Detected in two commercial turkey flocks in western Minnesota and a hobby flock in Indiana on August 31st. So, you know, we kind of rode it out this summer. Fairs were able to
3: have birds because things were, were doing well. So now we'll have to keep another eye on it as we move into fall. But last spring it was bad when all the migratory birds were coming. Up from the south. Right. So I'm, start, I'm seeing a pattern here.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe when you put up more windmills, take some of these migratory <laughs> birds out of the equation.
3: <laughs> Dang. <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: unpopular opinions here on Tilth Talk Radio. <clears throat> All right. And now we'll wrap things up because, as Todd likes to remind us every week, We don't want to end on a sour note. So so we're gonna introduce this new segment today of a field good Friday. So we're going out and looking at some positive stories. This week we've got an Iowa man explaining how he miraculously walked out of a grain bin after a frightening two hour entrapment. So Justin Hudson and Mark Wilson met for only the second time this week. Hudson is a paramedic with Centerville, Iowa Fire and Rescue, and Mark Wilson works on a local farm. So they met when Wilson was trapped inside of a grain bin. Beans on the north side of the bin were up on an eave, and he was trying to get as much as he could. He ran out of grain vac tube inside, so he tried to turn around and suck some around a different door to get that open. And that's when things went bad. Wilson was cleaning out grain pins more times than he's ever count than he could ever count, but that day the beans suddenly caved in around him. He knew he couldn't free himself. Inside door was open, he grabbed a hold of that and held on. He was able to find a stick to signal to someone outside the bin that he was in there and get it out the door, but he had to lunge for the stick, letting go of the door temporarily. They were able to call for help get the fire department out there. And he remained calm, tried not to move around too much. The beans were up to his neck. And some people helped to kind of clear some of that away from him while they waited for the fire department. Once the paramedics arrived on the scene, they got the grain tube around him and pulled him out. And he was fortunate to get out of the grain bin they had to cut some holes to help get him out but in the end he could live to tell the tale so pretty cool we'd spent a lot of time you know talking about and hearing about ways we should be wary working in bins but here's the positive thing about having the right equipment and the right people at the right time so
2: it's good to hear a good farm accident story cuz we hear so many
3: of the other way Yep. Of not so good outcomes, so it's we don't usually get this far down the road on a farm accident and live. That's yes. the that's the problem. Like you know, most farm accidents are avoided before they actually happen, or they're or they happen, or they're catastrophes. Yeah. yeah. Where was the stick?
1: Like it
2: was yeah. in the bin. It was
0: in the bin with him. What? Yeah. yeah. So
1: he's like, "That's wild. Like that stick's not there. He's right. Like, he he had no he way to really, really like signal, signal anybody. Like, which yeah. I, yeah."
3: Well, and they had the grain vac. They had a grain vac running, so even if you would have started yelling, loud, nobody yeah. right. would have heard him. Right. Nobody would have heard, right? Crazy to think about. So, Crazy how this happens. Still, yeah. like, like you said, we talk about being wary all the time. You're like, how does this happen? But I, I it know, still it still
1: will always be dangerous farming. It's just like you say. Hopefully, even from this story, you can learn to have. Have a spotter and somebody outside that you're communicating on.
2: Don't go in a grain bin to, alone, like, right. right? Yeah, never, never dealt yeah. with
1: grain bins, Bill, growing up, but like silos. Cilos. Like you always told somebody when yeah. you're going up in the yep. side. You know, or
2: they it, stood at the bottom of the chute. Yeah. I mean, like right. they were always no, right no, there.
1: You'd, you'd have it, a way to, yeah.
3: The grain bin thing will just blows my mind that we do it. And that I'd still like, we have to have these stories. And I know tomorrow if I was on a farm and there was a bin that needed to be empty and I had to go in, I would do it without thinking. <laughs> you just be like, "Oh, I know man. I would. But like when you read the story from afar, you're like, how does that happen? What is he thinking? You know?
1: Yeah. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback these like, so yeah, you, easy. Like, Oh, every, I want to do that. Every
3: person then. who's ever been pulled into a PTO, you go, well, everybody knows not to step over the PTO. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you done it? Yeah. yeah. A Actually, lot. Yeah. But just grab the shield. That'll help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, grab the shield. Brace so yourself on the shield. Spinning. Yep. Right. No, but it
1: is good to have a good story. You know, one you can learn from. But that the guy did. But it's still positive because yeah, he I mean,
3: made it out. Hey, the fire department gets a good gets a good run out of it too. I mean, these aren't these are few and far between. I, and yep. And the ones I mean, where, you can
0: train, but the real thing is a lot
3: different. Well, and the one you know, a lot of their, their calls like this, you know, probably by the time they get there, it's it's over. So you don't really learn all that much from it where this they got to actually learn some things and that's so that's good for them too
1: even even the like the details of this story are cool because the the fire department that helped save them had training from professional rescue innovations which is a which is like free to fire departments where you can get like a grant for this training so that's awesome too like all the things that are now in place are working yeah like hopefully like Max said, you do the things to not have an accident, but the fire departments are trained really well now. And, the yeah, it just seems like that all of this is good about the story that way, where it's cool. I I can't imagine they'll be in trapped for the two hours, like in that he didn't panic. That's also good training because right. most people, like, Well, it, you're going to start, you know, maybe right. after, There's like, the
0: pressure of the grain on right. you. You're holding on tight. And right. for, for two hours, like, it's one thing to hold on for even just five minutes, but. Two
1: what's that hours. Call it when you're like diving super deep and go up? To the, bend. bends. the bends. The bends, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. even with this, I'm surprised you don't like got to worry about getting the bends almost with all that pressure on you.
3: What's, what's really funny about, or not funny, but hey, it's funny. The only funny part about the story, I guess, is that they said during this interview that they did for the article, which was two weeks or three weeks after the actual incident... They said there's still soybeans all over the fire department, like just <laughs> scattered, kind of a book. Because I'm sure everybody's close. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think you're, like you're well, digging into. It's a good think,
2: re- good reminder for them. Then
3: think about go. what you're like when you get home from doing a plot, taking a grain plot off. Think how much corn and soybeans you find in your right. Rain like just self. Yeah, last night when I got home, my pocket on the front of my shirt was full of silage. Yeah. From doing a burn down yesterday, so like think of think about firefighter gear, all the nooks and crannies on there that can get yep. filled up with soybeans. Yeah, so there you go.
0: That's our Field Good Friday. So positive story out of agriculture, which is always a good way to end up. So thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. Today we talked about our fab and not so fab four beetles for 2022. In our spotlight, we looked at Trimble developing new technologies with cloths for their inside the equipment. Ag History Minute, we talked about the history of the Japanese beetle and how it got to the U.S., Cool beans was cover crops can help control tough weeds. That's corny. Avian flu right on our radar once again. And our field good Friday was an Iowa man living to tell the tale of how he walked out of a grain bin entrapment. So thanks for listening. And as always, happy farming.